Hi, friends, and welcome to All Things Relatable, a place where stories are shared. It's hard to put a value on a story because the lasting effects it can have are often priceless. An individual's story has the potential to impact our lives in tremendous ways. My hope for you in joining me today is that this episode resonates with you and that you leave enlightened, ignited, and inspired because it only takes one moment to spark a change and leave an everlasting effect. All right. Uh, Today I am here on my podcast, but I am switching chairs. I'm so excited. Um, I am the one usually interviewing, but today my coach is here to interview me because there's people from around the world who have no idea who I am or what I'm about. So I thought, um, how cool would it be for me to be interviewed? So you can kind of get an idea of who you're hanging out with when you're listening to all of the podcasts. So um, I am going to let Christina take over. I'm going to sit back, relax, and I don't know any of these questions. (laughs) Well, maybe I won't be relaxing. (laughs) Maybe I might be sweating a bit. I don't know any of the questions, but I mean, I love to talk as you obviously all probably know from listening to the podcast. So uh, I am excited to be interviewed, so I will let you take it away. Oh, I'm so excited. Yay, this is so fun, you guys. I am Christina LeCure. I am a confidence and success coach. Candace and I have been working together for months now, and I am so excited that you asked me to do this. I've actually done this on my podcast as well, the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. I've actually had you on my podcast, the Decide It's Your Turn podcast, and I'm really excited to do this because I think it was so helpful for my audience to get to know me better, and there's some fun questions in here. Like you said, you do not know the questions, and I just think it's very interesting because I have a different perspective, and I think oftentimes when we're in our businesses and we're in our lives and our podcasts and all the things we forget that so many people don't know all the things that we think people know about us. So I think this will be a lot of fun today and I'm super honored to do it. So excited. So let's start off with like some fun ones because I love these. We'll end with fun. We'll start with fun. And then in the middle, we'll, we'll dive into the meat of it all because pe- people are so curious of like how you are so damn po- positive and grateful and like gratitude just like oozes out of you and why you started the podcast and all the things. But let's start with some rapid fire of like the most fun things ever. Okay. So here we go. What would be your best day off? What would that include? Oh gosh. Okay. I've recently discovered like my thing is paddleboarding. So my best day off would be rolling out of bed at like 5 a.m., before the rest of the world wakes up. I love the quiet, getting on the paddleboard with a coffee, heading on the water. And what else would I be up to? I love being outdoors. So I could probably spend the whole entire day outside, um, reading a book, exercising, hiking, hanging with cool people, um, eating good food. It's all like really, really simple things. Um, but yeah, just being outdoors, connecting with good people, having some time for myself and being by mountains and water would be like the perfect day off. It's like, I, I actually knew every single one of those things, which was like so funny. So maybe that isn't like something new to your audience. Cause I know that, but I know you really, really well. Um, speaking of food, like what is yummy food? I think people are so obsessed with food. Like I know I'm obsessed. Like when I interviewed my coach, I was like, so obsessed. I was like, what do you 
eat on a daily basis? So you just mentioned yummy food. This was totally not on my list, but like, what is yummy food to Candace? Gosh, what is yummy food? Um, anything fresh, really? Like I love, like, I'm not huge on tons of spices. Maybe that's because I grew up that way. Like, I just love like plain, minimally spiced, fresh, like salads and veggies and fruits, like kind of anything like that, anything fresh. I'm really bad at like meal prepping. I'm really gonna, I'm really working on it to have like all these fresh, yummy, delicious foods ready at hand. So anytime that I can get like nutritious, um, healthy food, like I love stuff like blueberries on a salad to add the sweetness, some nuts. Um, yeah, I kind of like anything that's nutritious, but really, really yummy as well. I mean, I pretty much love anything and everything. I'm not really- Is there one food that you don't like? Okay. There is oh, liver. Oh, like Ugh. who would eat that anyway? Who does? My mom, obviously, when I was a kid, she scarred me. She made me eat liver and onions. And oh my God, yeah. my mom was told, my mom has told me that her mom made her eat liver and onions. So my mom never made me eat that. So like, I don't even know that that exists, <laughs> but I've heard of that. That's so crazy. That must be a Canadian, like, or like, I know in Canada where I grew up in Canada, uh, now live in the US, but I know that like, we are very well connected to like the Commonwealth. And that's, I think that's like maybe like a British thing or something like that. I don't know. So jacked up. Why would anyone eat that anyway? Yeah. Yeah, Okay. But I do know that you are like me in the fact that you love uh, dairy milk. Oh, okay. So I I love healthy food, but let me skip out the best part. (laughs) My weakness is chocolate. Like I could eat chocolate every day, all day. And I had to go through a point, like my hubby bought me 24 dairy milks for Valentine's day. They came early. He's like, I thought he said to open the package, but I wasn't supposed to open the package. So, I mean, within like less than two weeks, I was eating two or three a day. Oh my gosh. But I like give myself this. I'm like, oh, they were just like the smaller version. So it was like a snack size Halloween treat ish for a dairy milk. So, I mean, if I have it in the house, I will eat it. I absolutely love, love, love chocolate. Oh, and here are two of my favorite snacks. Like these are staples in my house. If you've been to my house, you've probably been served this. Um, (laughs) People look forward to it. It's so funny. And I always, always, always have air pop popcorn, Mm -hmm. butter Mm -hmm. and M&Ms. And I actually don't even like eating M&Ms on their own, but I always have M&Ms in my house because I sprinkle them on top of the popcorn. So that is a go-to snack. I absolutely love it. And another one is um, like tortilla chips with salsa and sour cream mix. So simple, but so delicious. Like I could just eat that for days. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. My dad, my whole entire life, um, like every day before dinner, he would have chips and salsa like chips and salsa. Like if we didn't have chips and salsa in the house, like something was terribly, terribly wrong. That's like his pre meal snack. Like when he came home from work or when he got off the golf course, it was like 
for sure chips and salsa. So that's so funny, but I've never mixed it with sour cream. I'm not a big sour cream person, which is super weird, but I do love salsa. Um, okay. So off the food, what would be, um, like your absolute dream trip? I know you love to travel. Like, where do you want to go? What is like a bucket list Mm. things that are going to happen in your life? Okay. I have a few, um, Nantucket is one. Um, like, I feel like I've been there because I read and I read like fiction, nonfiction, but a lot of the fiction books, the setting has been in Nantucket. And I, they did such a good job of describing what it was like there that I'm like, I am going to Nantucket and going to spend like a summer there or weeks there and explore. That's on my bucket list. India, like there is something about India, their culture um their spirituality i love i've listened to like podcasts in the past that somebody talks about it's like such chaos but it's so flows like there is Mm. how many millions of people with like cars and people walking through the streets and cows and no traffic lights and 16 lanes and it's such chaos but everything is just in flow there and i just think their culture is so interesting. So I think I would definitely be changed from going to India. So I definitely want to, to travel there for sure. Oh, so cool. One of my uh, good girlfriends actually from Canada, um, best friend, basically since school age, she has been to India and absolutely loves it over there. It's never been on my list, but I can understand like the culture slash flow, because I actually do believe that that's true. Like it's even, you know, you go anywhere where there's a ton of people, millions and millions of people in a city. Uh, Nathan and I were in Thailand last year. That's my husband. We were in Thailand last, well, not last year, before the pandemic and uh, right before the pandemic actually. And, you know, millions of people in Bangkok and it's actually the same exactly thing. It just feels like they understand the flow of life, even though it looks so chaotic. So I could totally understand that. Um, okay. What would be your dream interview for this podcast? Oh my gosh. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I have a few, oh, I have the list. Um, definitely I would love, 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 um, Oprah, Ellen, uh, Nimmo Bay. Um, I shout out to Nimmo Bay in Canada. Like I literally, someone is listening to this podcast that knows someone who works at Nimmo Bay. Like that is going to be a a to do Ellen and Oprah can definitely happen, but Nimmo Bay, come on, you guys, come on, you Canadian listeners, make this happen for Candace. What are we talking about right now? Holy cow. That is going to come to fruition and we'll have to play this segment during that podcast. All right, go ahead. Yes, 100%. I mean, my list, like my podcast is all things relatable. And I just love diving into everything, every kind of conversation. So there's really nothing that's off my um, off my list of people that I want to interview, like Jen Sincero. Oh my gosh, I would love her. Shonda Rhimes, um, Glennon Doyle, uh, Omar Elitar, like I have lists and lists and lists and lists of people. Somebody said to me recently, maybe you should make um, like a reach out where people can apply to be on your podcast. And I was like, oh, I don't need that. I have like 500 people on my list already that I want to interview. And every time that I meet someone else, my list just keeps getting longer. So, I mean, maybe eventually I'll need 
no, I don't even think I'll need that. I just, there's so many people I want to talk to about so many different things that I feel like, yeah, the list just goes on for days. Well, I, I love that. And I think that this is like, uh, this is one of the questions that I had written down. And I think this kind of uh, is a good segue into it. This podcast is called All Things Relatable. Stories are shared. Why is it so important to you to share stories from everyday people to people like Oprah? Like, why is that so important to you to share stories and make people feel relatable? I love that you asked me that question because this is like my why. Um, Okay. I have so many stories um, that are relatable. I mean, we all have so many stories that have so much potential and mine is to enlighten, ignite and inspire. So I think stories are so powerful because people can relate. They can see themselves in them. They can get an aha moment, uh, hear a different perspective, make a shift in their life. Like stories have so much potential and are so powerful. And I am so interested in like digging deep and finding out why and and learning all of the things about what makes somebody who they are, what they've been through, you know, how they kind of show up, how different experiences have shaped their lives. And I think from listening, I mean, I know I have listened to so many stories and change and the tiniest little um, moment can be so impactful. And so for me, I mean, I share this in one of my other podcasts. I wrote Ellen a letter. So I wrote Ellen a letter about my journey into motherhood and about like my multiple miscarriages. And um, I didn't hear a response, but I had this story that I knew so many other women out there would relate to. And it was just so important for me to share. But then I realized, um, that in a 30 second or a two minute segment, there's absolutely no way I could share my story. So I had like an Ellen story because Ellen talks to the everyday people and like there's a light shined on them. And I think so many times there's these people who are just everyday people doing their lives that have these incredible stories that deserve to kind of be shared and would just have, you know, such, such an impact on other people. But then so I had an Oprah story. I could talk for hours about this one story. And I mean, I have lots of Oprah stories. So I have these stories that, you know, would take a whole entire show with Oprah, but she highlights um, people more that are in the limelight or so I wanted to be a place where, yeah, I want to do both because I think both are important. Hit the everyday person who has an incredible story to share and then also hit people who are uh, in the limelight too and have a mixture of it because I mean, that's just one story, but I have so many stories that I wanna share personally. Plus I'm so interested and curious to find out more about everybody. Like I am that annoying person. People are like, you really, you really wanna know? Like you, you ask a lot of questions to that person here, that stranger oh, you really got to know them. Like, no, I actually am curious. I actually want to have deep conversations. I actually want to ask more questions because I am just curious and I love stories. So for me, and I just learn from them and I, I just think it's so cool to see 
just different people and how they live life. So yeah, I wanted it to be a place for like everything and not one specific subject. It's going to be like every, everything you can imagine. Yeah. So like, what do you want someone to leave this podcast with? Like after they listen to all of these stories and, you know, the stories are shared, like, what do you want someone to leave every podcast episode with? Mm. And it's hard to say like one thing, like my kind of three things are enlightened, ignited and inspired. So I want to kind of share these stories and live my best life to inspire others to live their best life, whatever it looks like. If you're going through a heartbreak or a tragic time and there's something in someone's story that you can relate to and you can see hope, you can see that things will get better or maybe the way that they looked at it or maybe somebody says something you're like, oh, I can do that too. I just, oh, here's a new way of thinking. Like it, it can be so different and it just depends on where the listener is at, but I just believe there's there's never end to growth and mm-hmm. transformation and learning. So, I mean, from every episode, whether um, it uh, resonates deeply with you and it's happened to you or not, I just think from listening to stories, there's so much value. You can always take away something from it, even if it's the littlest thing, even if it's the most subtle change in your life, That is what I'm hoping that every episode that the listener listens to, they walk away with a subtle shift at the very least that they'll hmm, consider something or yeah, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. You know, one thing about you that we've talked about many times in our coaching together and when you've been a part of my mastermind and things like that is how your superpower in life is your positivity and your gratitude and your just joy for life. And I believe that people listening to your podcast week in and week out will be inspired by that. But I also think too, that, you know, something we've talked about is how people can be triggered by your positivity. So, you know, if you have someone listening to this podcast who is just like, damn, how is this chick so positive all the time? Her life just must be roses every single day. Do you want to talk about that? Because I know kind of the backstory on that, but I think it's really helpful for your listeners. Yes. I just choose to show up that way. I mean, as obviously I'll reveal some different stories. I'm sharing some solo stories on the podcast, but my life is anything. Um, I mean, my journey roses and sunshine and butterflies. Yes, there is because I choose to look for it, but I've been through some really, really hard things. Um, so I just choose to find the gratitude. I always, 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 there is always something to great be grateful for. And if you look for it, you will find it. And if you, and I know that is super triggering for people because I always want to just show up in gratitude. And so when they're having a bad day or a bad moment or a bad season, um, like I do believe, and maybe I could get better at it, but I believe that I hold space for that because you've got to really, you know, everybody's got a shit that you, you just have to hold space for it and feel it. But then you have to get back to finding the gratitude. So 
that's just become like a daily part of my life. And I feel like I just live a really simple, joyful life because it is the simple things that create this joyful life for me. And I understand that. I know there's a lot of people who, you know, have these expectations that it has to be like the big grand moments. And I just think it's so fleeting. Yeah, it's cool to get there and you feel that greatness in that moment. So yeah, feel it. But also along the journey, don't wait to get to where you are to feel grateful and joyful. Like do feel it along the way. I don't know. I just... No, I love that so much. So I always like on my podcast, the Decide It's Your Turn podcast, I always like to make sure I have people leave with some takeaways. And I do believe that a story that you told on my podcast is how you train children to do daily gratitude and to learn to love themselves. I'd love for you to share that story here if you haven't already, but um, you haven't today. And I think it's just super, super helpful of how anyone at any age can train themselves to choose, as I call it, decide to be grateful and to learn to love themselves. Because we as a culture, I think, you know, we put almost put down in a negative light, like actually thinking that you're worthy and awesome and amazing and all the things like you and I both, we know that we're awesome in a lot of aspects and we tell people that. And so uh, (laughs) I think that that's helpful though. I really do. I think, you know, you can, you can look at us and go, oh my gosh, those are too conceited. You know what? Or you can go, Hey, they've obviously got something like they're obviously onto something because they both really have badass kick-ass lives that they really love. So perhaps I'm open to trying to do something different. So how would you tell someone to like really start training themselves to be positive, to be grateful, to learn to love themselves? Oh, I love this. You have the best questions. Um, yeah. (laughs) Okay. So there's a few things here. So years and years and years ago, I'll just quickly go over this. Like, I just felt like the kids that I was, um, well, for myself, I got this journal and I just wrote in it, it's the small things in life that create a life of joy. And I started keeping track of all the things I was grateful for. So I'd list at least three a day um, and I draw little pictures in my book and every morning I would do this. And then when I was teaching, I noticed that, there was like a lot of instant gratification, um, like from the kids, they just wanted things instantly, 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 there was no work. And as a kid, you know, you save up like for a game console, $50 every birthday, $50 from Christmas, you get $20 for allowance, whatever it was, you put in the hard work, you waited the time, and then you really, really appreciated something when you got it. So now today kids just, there's so much instant gratification that, you know, if they want a game console, it's like Christmas time, $400. There you go. There's your console. And it's just kind of the way that things are. And, um, even so with like information, you want information, you go on Google, you find it instantly. It's like, there's no work put into it. And it's, it's kind of like an instant gratification culture. So then I was like, I have to model and teach these kids to look for gratitude. So I introduced a gratitude journal into my class where the first day of school, we go over this and everybody is gifted a gratitude journal. And then we, 
uh, write, draw, label, three things that we are grateful for. And like I said before, it was just so beautiful seeing the kids like, oh, I love that my mom spent time with me today after work. I loved that we went to Dairy Queen for ice cream. I love that I have a warm house. I love that I got new clothes and the stuff that we'd all take for granted for like seeing the kids actually start to feel grateful for it is just incredible. Then they started to notice all of the different things. So then I added in the self-love piece because I think that is a key important missing piece that, like I said, you can have gratitude till the cows come home, but if you do not love yourself, like that is the missing piece. So then every day into mine, I started adding something that I loved about me. Like I love that I'm brave. I love that I'm a risk taker. I love that I'm such a good friend and show up for my friends. I love that I'm funny and it could just be any random thing. So I modeled this for the students and then they started to um, talk about what they loved about themselves because so many times we see everything in others or compliment others. And it's hard to take a compliment ourselves, but when we can actually really speak and think about the things that are great about us and do it without even feeling uncomfortable, it's just kind of freedom. So that's kind of where it started. And I've been doing it for many, many years. And I think it doesn't matter. Like I said to this to you before, you can be like 95 years old and you can start gratitude. Like it is never too late. So if you want to open up a book, start paying attention to what you're grateful for. Um, there's never, it's never too late. I just love gifting this to kids at such an early age because when they start to transform their mindset, start to look for the gratitude, then it just changes like what they can do and who they can be and how they grow up. And they would, I I think it just gives people, um, a way to get through life and all the hurdles and all the struggles, um, maybe easier because you, even though you're always going to go through the ups and downs and the things, there's always something to be grateful for. So that's kind of where it started. Yeah. I love that. And I think it's super, super helpful because I think so many people believe that like people are inherently born with this characteristics. You know, I know for a fact I've trained myself to be super, super confident. I've trained myself to get to the place that I am right now. And I know that, you know, you just said you've been doing this. I know that you've been doing it for like six years since 2015, you said. So you know, you have been training yourself for the last six years to get to the place that you are now where you are like finding the gratitude in every day, finding the positive, even on shitty days, finding, you know, the things that are amazing about you because they matter. So I think that that's like super, super helpful for people who are listening to this podcast. So what impact do you want to leave in this world? Because I know you leave such a beautiful, I think every week that someone listens to your podcast, they walk away with, you know, like you said, like the the three things that you want them to walk away with. And so I think that, you know, what impact do you want to leave on this world? Because you are just such a light where you have impacted my life and the women in my mastermind and just Like, I always think that like, you will always find the joy in something. So like, what is the impact you want to leave in this world? Mm, And I've thought about this over years because I've taught for years. 
if I, I just want to leave, <clears throat> do I want to leave? I want to leave people believing that anything is possible, like absolutely anything. And when you have that mindset and that belief, when you see the daily gratitude and you love yourself, I just want to inspire people to make the shifts and make the changes uh, because absolutely anything is impossible. And I want to instill that belief in them. Like when I work with kids, I want them to walk away believing if you want to be a rocket scientist and you want to go to the moon, you can do it. If you want to um, be a gardener, like what, whatever it is that really lights you up or makes you happy, I just want to inspire people to do that and know that they can. And I model um, and help them. I know you said this before, like I kind of, until they need it, like I will back them up and pull out the qualities and I'll model for them myself. And I'm like, oh, she says she's brave. Oh, I'm actually brave too. I like jumped, did a jump on my bike and it was really scary. Oh, I could say I was brave or, oh, she said, oh, you are really funny. You tell really good jokes or you're pretty athletic. I've seen you run. So, you know, I'll pull out all of the things that I see in them. And then they start to see them, believe them, think them, say them. And then I just see such a shift in in the students. So I just want to leave them with that because, you know, I just believe that it is the simple things in life. And if the kids, adults, whoever it is, realize like it is the simple things. So when you have lots of little simple things to be grateful for, for you're going to have like a really joyful life. So, you know, I just want people to look for the little things. I, you know, when I think of you and I think of like the impact that you're leaving in the world, I truly do believe that you allow people to realize that there is so much joy in the world. Like, I really do believe that that is one of your superpowers as well, is that someone could look and, you know, it's not like, you know, you are, uh, it's not like you're Oprah at this point in time. You know what I mean? Like you don't have this extravagant life. You don't have this like massive following. You don't have, you know, all of the money in the world and all the celebrity in the world, but you truly have so much joy and you have so much gratitude for the smallest things. I know this is such a silly example, but I want to tell your audience about this story. So you were so sweet. You, um, I told you one day that I love, we're going back to the chocolate. You told you that you were eating like a fruit and nut bar. And I was like, Oh my God, girl, we can't get those in the States. They're so good. I love them so much. And you know, uh, probably about a month ago, you sent me a message and you're like, Hey, by the way, did you ever get a package in the mail? And I was like, no, what are you talking about? Then you come to find out that, uh, your package that you mailed me, which was like full of all sorts of amazing candies from Canada, um, got lost in the mail. And most people would be so grouchy. Most people would be pissed off, upset, screw it. It wouldn't have been supposed to happen. You were just like so kind about it. You're like, oh, I guarantee a post office person probably just found it and saw that it had all this delicious candy in it and probably took it for them. I'm just going to mail another one. I hope you get it. Like 
it's those little tiny things that I think you are leaving the massivest impact in this world. Like not only with this podcast, but in your daily life, like just showing up as who you are as a human. And like, obviously I know this podcast is to uh, have you answer a lot of questions, but I want your audience to to know that about you because I, I truly do believe like that is such a big impact that you're leaving in this world. And and your, your curiosity for life and your passion for life. And like, just the way that you speak about other humans, it's, it's just truly a blessing to me. And I, I know you, you, I know, you know it, but I think that it's always nice to hear good things as well. Mm, you're the sweetest. Uh, can I tell one quick story? Yeah. It's like, your podcast. You can do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> okay. Because this came up for me the other day. Cause you said like, I don't live like this extravagant life and, um, but I live a very joyful life. Um, so it doesn't matter if I had zero money in the world, like I would live a joyful life. If I have millions, I would live a joyful life because I've created this life because I look for the gratitude and it's the simple things. Um, and I focused on that, but my girlfriend years ago came back from Africa and she showed me this video and it really, really made me think there was probably about 20 kids in an orphanage and they were playing soccer and they were the happiest kids and what they had for a soccer ball, like a grocery bag, a plastic grocery bag. They probably had hundreds of them tied together around each other to make a soccer ball. And these kids had nothing, but they were the happiest kids in the world. And then I just think, and then there's some people, you know, celebrities who have all of the money in the world. It doesn't like, yeah, money can help live, you know, give you some experiences or time or things. So I think, yeah, there is um, something in that, but there are people that have all of the money in the world and are the most unhappy people in the world. But then I just go back to this example of these kids that had a plastic bag soccer ball and there was one and there was 20 kids and they were having the best game of soccer and they didn't need a lot to just have fun and find joy. So I, that was such a big, um, I don't know if it was an eye opener or like a confirmation of like, yeah, you don't really need a lot. It's what you look for and what you make out of the situation. So, um, yeah, if you're in a spot where you're like, oh, this is going wrong and this is going wrong or this couldn't like really look around and figure out like, what can you, yeah, what can you get from this situation? Cause there's always something. Mm, that is so good. So, so, so good. And I know everyone listening has all, we've all had those moments where like, I like call them the take your breath away moments where you're like, you just like, oh my God, what is actually real? Cause we all get caught up in it. Like I am totally human. Like I'll be saying I have a quote unquote, a bad day. And then like, that's exactly why gratitude is so important is because you actually, and I think that this is something, you know, I talk about this all the time is there's, there's a big difference between doing your gratitude at five in the morning or seven in the morning, whenever the hell you wake up and doing it and doing it as like a monotony thing. Gratitude really changes your life, really, really, really changes your life when you actually do it 
when you're having a crappy moment, because we're all human beings. We all have like really crappy moments. Even if we have all the money in the world and all the celebrity in the world, we're still going to have shitty days. We're still going to have bad days. Bad things still happen to us. And we get caught up in our own selves. That's called being a human. Welcome. You know, it's an experience. We're all having it. But the real shift comes was when you're in that crappy moment and you then decide to dive into the gratitude and you come back to the kids with like the plastic bag soccer ball. You know, we all have had that moment or that story or that something where we go, it's not that bad. You know, whether it's someone passes away or someone is gets ill or a plastic bag, soccer ball, like whatever it is, we all have those stories that just like bring us back to like, wow, it's not that bad. And let me tell you, no matter who you are, what you're doing, um, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you probably have a pretty blessed life. You really just do. Like you have ears to hear, you have a device to listen to, you have a breath in your body, you have a day, like there's always something. And I love that analogy because oftentimes, you know, I've traveled internationally as well. I've been to Africa and I have seen, you know, the absolute poorest of poor. I've been to Fiji, saw the poorest of poor in certain areas, not in certain areas, Fiji, it's the richest of rich, but a lot of it is the poorest of poor. I've been to a lot of countries where I have seen some really sad situations and I know that that's the truth. Like there are so many people that don't even realize like that what our quote unquote problem is would be the biggest blessing. I remember hearing this on a, on a, a sermon that I was listening to a Joel Olstein sermon. I remember he said one time, uh, you know, he was talking to ladies and guys, but he, I remember him saying, ladies, when you're sitting at home bitching about your husband, there's another woman in the audience who would die for that shitty husband of yours who doesn't come home on time and all the things who's lost her husband, you know, and it's just like those moments of perspective that I think we all need to come back to sometimes. And I think that you're just a beautiful example of constantly living in that. And so I know that this podcast is impacting so many people and I'm so grateful to know you and I'm so grateful to have jumped on here today. And I hope people know more about you. I know I do. I love getting to know you week in and week out. And I love the fact that we like the same positivity and we definitely like the same chocolate. So thank you for having me today. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of All Things Relatable. If you know someone that would relate to this episode and get value from it, please pass it along. Also, if this episode resonated with you, I would love for you to rate, review, and subscribe.